people cannot pronounce my name correct. I am still referred to as Cillian, Sicilian, Gillian. Right, Cillian. Who the fuck is that guy? Right, Killian. Jesus Christ. How do you like my little setup, by the way? Hello, guys. Welcome back to episode 33. This is the Irish, the super Irish episode. Of Mr. Sherry, episode 33. Um, 33, or in Polish, Chinasichi. I hope that was correct. Chinasichi. Anyway, today, today I've got what I've got uh, jotted down World Cup team of the tournament. My team of the tournament, not that uh, FIFA team of the tournament that I seen yesterday, that I don't, it could be fake news, could have been fake news, I hope it was because if that was really FIFA's team of the tournament, I'm going to look it up live when we're going on that, um, what else, I'll go through my predictions pre-tournament, uh, Pretty much, I reckon it's going to be a short one, lads and, and uh, lassies, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so let's start off. First of all, uh, I'm going to see quickly about this, uh, the FIFA team of the tournament. There's no way. I see Neymar was in it. Paulinho. <laughs> right, FIFA team... Uh, FIFA World Cup team of the tournament. FIFA World Cup team of the tournament. Let's see if, if that's officially. It was. It was fake news. I knew it. Bloody knew it. Well, thank God for that. They've done it very good because they had a few like proper players in there that should have been in it. <laughs> But when I seen Neymar and Paulinho, I thought, nah. Uh, right, so that's okay. So at least my, I think my team of the tournament will be very close to the official team of the tournament. And I hope to a lot of others. Although I think I know where there's going to be a bit of controversy. So let's start it off. So first of all, because I know a lot of the French players will be watching this. All right, lads. Uh, bonjour. Well done. Allez le bleu. Um, I think they deserved it. They deserved it. They didn't... Some games when they had to go into fifth gear, they went into it. Uh, right. So my team of the tournament is... Drumroll, please. In goals... Courtois. Now it was between Courtois and Loris for me, 
And before the final, I probably would have went with Loris. But after his fuck up in the final, he he blew it. He gave it away. And I know he'll be gutted that he's missed out on the Mr. Sherry team of the tournament. But <laughs> you can't be doing that kind of thing in a World Cup final. If you're a goalkeeper, I for me, goalkeepers, for me, I think, get judged on mistakes. And if you don't make a mistake, you're a good goalkeeper. So that was Courtois for me. Solid. Came out for corners when they were under pressure. Japan. He ultimately beat Japan. <laughs> you might disagree with that. But uh, Courtois, Pickford. Pickford was all right, but because of the penalties. And I'm not having keepers... Uh, judging keepers on penalty shootouts because they're in a win-win. This must be the best... Keepers must love penalty shootouts because they, they can only be heroes. Um, that's why I've seen lots of people putting the Croatian keeper in their uh, teams, but can't... Nah, not having that. Not having that. Uh, so that's Courtois. Congratulations, Courtois. Is it a... What's his first name? Philip. Philippe. Philippe Courtois. Sounds right. Formation-wise, I've went with a 3-4-3 because I couldn't think of four defenders. Uh, so my three defenders are Varane, Umtiti, and Vertonghen. Uh, again, I'm not putting in defenders for scoring goals. So you can take out Mina, Maguire, uh, Trippier maybe was a little bit unlucky, but um, I thought those three were, were the standouts. They went far as well in the tournament. Two of them won it. Uh, right, onto my midfield of four. And actually, wait, to go back, Umtiti, his first season at Barcelona, I didn't think was... I thought he was pretty dodgy. Remember, he kept making a few mistakes and stuff. But he's bounced back. Um, his passing's unreal as well. Right, so that's my defence. Moving on to my midfield four. I've went uh, quite, attack of, quite attacking, considering I've only got three defenders. So I've gone with Pogba. I know lots of people will disagree with that. But what other midfielders really stood out? Um, apart from, obviously, the other three that I've included. So I've gone Pogba. I thought he was really good in the like the knockout games. Um, Pogba, obviously Modric, just in there controlling. Uh, De Bruyne, he was probably one of Belgium's best players uh, and Cherishev for Russia gone for a little wild card in there um, for his goals and got Russia far so now the way I'm talking about him you're probably thinking that's a very vague description of Cherishev and it is because I only seen about one half of Russia so I've cheated a bit there and I've just went with I've went I've, I've done that one blindly uh, my front three 
my namesake, my brother, Kylian Mbappe. Obviously, he's in there. Uh, although now, let me point out something that it was it's really annoyed me. Everyone, every time they were speaking about Mbappe, like saying he wasn't even born the last time when France last won the World Cup. And they're saying that like almost like it's an achievement. Like, <laughs> like it was his decision to not be born then. And like, wow, he's so young. Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, so I've got Mbappe on the right wing of the three. My left wing of the front three, Ivan, I think it's Ivan, Perisic. Big player in the knockout games for, for Croatia. Beautiful goal in the final. Um, very strange. Not your not your orthodox winger that we that we know about now. Um, deceivingly fast as well for going by players. Now here's my centre forward. Now this because I didn't think there was any good, really good, like striker centre forwards in the World Cup, and the best one when he played there, was Eden Hazard. See, when, I think, what was the game Lukaku was playing right wing? Was it Brazil? Uh, I think he finished the game. Or maybe he went off and then Hazard went up striker. See, his hold-up play is ridiculous. Every ball that goes up to him, he was keeping it. He's got that low centre of gravity. He's like uh, playing FIFA. And you just have, just never, you can never lose the ball. Uh, so he's there as my, and he got a goal. He deserved his goal, and he also wins my player of the tournament, a very prestigious award, I'm sure, for Eden. Uh, now there's no actual physical awards, Mister Hazard. So you're just going to have to take the the token gesture of being awarded the title. You've got the title which is probably more than, than trophies. Um, so yeah, as an Eden Hazard is my striker. Now people will be thinking, why is Harry Kane, the top scorer, not in it? Well, because I think the last three games, he wasn't very good. Scored penalties, but other than that, kept playing as like a number 10. It was weird, not near the end of games. And Lukaku had one good game, Brazil, and that was he was a winger. So, uh, um, what else did I have there? So that's my team of the tournament, my player of the tournament. Uh, I think that's them all, isn't it? My enemy of the tournament? Shit, I didn't even think of that. My enemy of the tournament... Ooh, why didn't I think of this? My enemy or my unfair enemy? I think the unfair enemy has to be what I said before, the British media for and the British fans. Why would they not get excited? <laughs> They're in the semi-final, the semi-final of the World Cup. Why would they not think about being in the final? Loved when they lost. I was surprised. Cheering Croatia, but I wasn't 
angry about them talking about the final or or always talking about them being in the semi-final <laughs> it's the world cup fuck's sake uh, so they have to be my unfair enemies easy uh, my enemy I don't think there was really an enemy was there Maradona maybe bit of a made a fool of himself uh, Pogba's live Instagram I enjoyed afterwards and see when he went live so I'm sure lots of people were watching when he went live in the dressing room celebrating and uh, he'd go off and then so I'd still be on Instagram and then the notification would come up Paul Pogba started a live video and I'd click into it straight away and within like 10 seconds there was about 150, 200,000 people watching. Crazy. Crazy numbers. Um, although it was funny when he was speaking to Sarkozy. The, he was the previous French president. And you could see him like trying to whisper to him uh, whatever they were talking about. And then I think Pogba realised and then put the phone. He was holding the phone down here. And they're, they're talking. The guy obviously didn't want to be filmed. And then they put, had to put the phone off. Thought that was funny. Um, so that's my... Almost my World Cup finished. Best World Cup in a long time. We have to give it, give it to the Russians. They put on a hell of a show. And all the... When we're reading all the media how bad it was going to be. So the same thing is going to happen now for Qatar. Before it's going to be the exact same... Oh, this is going to be terrible. It's in the middle of winter, the middle of the season, breaking up the season. It's too hot, blah, blah, blah. It'll come to us. Watch, the stadiums will be amazing. Everything will be class and we'll be left here doing the same. And just think about it. VAR, will, they'll have mastered VAR. So there won't be any of that VAR controversy. Um, oh, the penalty. The penalty in the final. For me... No, I wasn't too bothered about it being given. It was one of those where if he gave it, you can see how he gave it. But if he didn't give it, I also would have been like, yeah, okay, fair enough. I can see why he didn't give it. It was a 50-50, so I don't think there was a right or wrong decision to it. Um, which makes it, which maybe I would think why he overturned his decision decision um, that might be the only uh, mistake he made but other than that it wasn't like a ridiculously harsh decision um, now my predictions I'm going to go back over my my pre-world cup predictions I was close with a few not going to lie how far back was this uh, I'm just scrolling guys I'm just scrolling. Uh, Jesus. I tweet some amount of rubbish. Uh, fuck's sake, come on. Where is it? Um, sorry, mate. This is poor. This is, this is poor prep. I should have had all this ready. Okay, okay, okay. Find them. I found them. Uh, so I went for Brazil to win 
not sure. I went for Brazil to win. Brazil disappointed me. Uh, I said England will do well. No, wait, wait. Pogba will be one of the best players. Made my team of the tournament. That had nothing to do with my prediction or trying to... Um, vindicate my prediction? I don't know. Uh, so I said Pogba will be one of the best players. I think he was. England will do well. I'm going for semi-final loss to France, which is pretty good. So that means I've basically said France would be in the final and England would lose in the semis. Uh, ah, but I was wrong. The unfair enemy of the tournament, I said, would be VAR. But VAR almost proved to be the hero of the tournament. Uh Right, where was the other one? Or maybe I retweeted those. Did I delete some? Ah, uh, no, lads, because I retweeted them. They've moved. Fuck's sake. I'm sorry about this. Here, lads, I'm going to have to go up and find. Uh, fuck shit. I can't find it. Anyway, my other predictions were, I said Belgium would flop. And they, oh, I, was, I was a whisker away from that happening. Um, what else was there? I said Belgium would flop. I said Spain would disappoint. They did. Um, I never fancied Spain or Germany. I should have said that earlier about Germany. Then it would have looked like I was on the ball. Um, what was the other one? I'll just forget. I'll forget about that. Um, oh, I said Poland. I said no Yaga players, no party. No party Poland, I'm sorry. So I was, I was right about that. Um, that's my World Cup. That's the World Cup finished. It's over. It's over from my side, from the Mr. Sherry part of it. The awards have, are finished. The talking is done. And uh, we just have to say thank you, Russia, for having given us a great World Cup 2018. Qatar, there's a lot of pressure on you to live up to that one. Um, so we look forward to it. Now, big news, guys. Don't know if you heard... Ronaldo, CR7, Juventus, I love it. I'm even tempted to go and buy a Juventus top with, with Ronaldo on the back. Probably won't, but um, I think it's class. Because then I was, when I first heard of it, and I was like, surely not, Ronaldo go to Juventus, thinking, why would he go to Italy? Then I was like, yeah, he's not really, I don't think he'd go back to... England he's not he's done that why would he go back to England uh, Spain obviously Madrid completed it China and all that he could go to but that's not him that's not the way he rolls then PSG yeah but I think he'd be struggling there tax maybe that's why the tax in France he was like, fuck that. I've just given, 
I've just had a little bit of tax problems. I'm not going to France. Um, he probably said, get to France. Uh, and then Juventus, where they could realistically challenge for a Champions League. Imagine he goes there and wins the Champions League. Then he's, he's up there. Obviously, he's already up there, but he can go another level if he does that. I really hope he does. They're my new team, Juventus. That's who I'm supporting. Douglas Costa, Cuadrado. He's going to have supply, guys. Cuadrado in the World Cup was just getting it, crossing it from anywhere. And really good crosses. Ronaldo will thrive on those. Um, Okay, so Ronaldo, Juve, yeah. Thought I'd just mention it because it was pretty big news in football. In the football world. Uh, pre-season. Pre-season is over. The war is over. Pre-season is over. Our first game is in two days. First game of the league. So we're, our league actually starts before our Europa League campaign. So we're playing Rio Ave from Portugal. Second round. Tough game. Uh, but first our league starts on Friday. Lekia Gdansk at home. Get down to it. <laughs> fly over for it. Um, fly over for it. I mean, people are coming from Gdansk. <laughs> Brilliant little Father Ted reference there. Um, that's football talk, I think, is over, lads. From, from my side of it. Uh, now, something disturbing happened a few days ago. The Mr. Sherry podcast was being reviewed and it wasn't a nice review. It was a pretty harsh, cruel and mean review which turned into reviews. Uh, was it bullying? It was, it was online bullying, yeah. That's exactly what it was, actually. And I don't want to name names or... Shame people, but it was uh, Paul McShane, David Myler, Stephen Quinn, and the gentleman John O'Shea. Everyone thinks he's a gentleman, but he's a bully. He's an online bully. I didn't. I didn't appreciate it. And the funny thing is, you've all fucked yourselves. You blown any chance of a future guest appearance so yeah huh don't know how you're going to get over that one lads and John O'Shea disappointed in you thought you were better than that classy guy all these nice words coming in after you retired international retirement oh yeah but then once all the lads get together at Reading and there's a bit of macho bravadery going around and like, ah, whatever, fuck Killian, fuck Mr. Sherry podcast. Pretending to sleep watching it. Pretending that they're watching it and then they're all asleep. No, I will not be bullied. So if anything, I just got a few more followers. So thanks, lads. Joke's on you, dickheads. 
Speaking, <laughs> speaking of dickheads, or dicks to be precise, um, I forgot to say on the last episode when I was on holiday and I was on the flight and the girl didn't get off or the girl got kicked off being too drunk or whatever, all that drama. In the midst of all that, me and Jody were talking to a fella beside us from Glasgow and uh, whatever, was saying that he, oh, excuse me, he was there in a stag party, big, massive, like 20 or 30 guys. And he had just left, he was out with them and was like, oh, I was too drunk and I just said, fuck, I need to go home. Left during the day and got a flight that evening, like still had his bands on from the club or whatever and the shorts, flip-flops, the t-shirts, just hopped, got a flight and was going home. So he's telling us, we're asking him, so where were you staying, blah, blah, blah. And he said, oh, we ended up having to move hotels uh, because they got, <laughs> they got kicked out of a hotel, right? And wait till you hear this for, the, for why they got kicked out. So every time the, that, so remember, it's like a group of whatever, I think you said 20 or 15, 20, 30, 105,000 at the end of it. No, it's about 20, 20 guys, right? So I presume they're all staying in the same place or the majority of them would have been staying in the same place. So <laughs> every time they were ordering something onto their room and had to sign the room bill or sign the name or room number, he said, <laughs> they just kept drawing a picture of dicks, a picture of a dick, and the hotel kicked them out. <laughs> well, obviously, they must have done it once and it was like, come on, stop doing this, and just kept doing it. And then eventually the hotel kicked them out. <laughs> Imagine getting kicked out for that. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Um, so yeah, I forgot to, forgot to mention that in the last one. It's probably one of the best stories of from the holiday, from my summer, and I fucking missed it out, lads. Uh, right, very quickly, let's move on to the Facebook. I have a few Facebook questions. And uh, that I will get to right now. Uh, my death row meal. So this is basically my last meal if I was about to die. Uh, and it would be a medium rare fillet steak with maybe a little bit of mashed potato. Um, now that might shock a few people, but think about it. I'm about to die. So... I may as well have a steak, have a bit of meat, you know. Um, now, if it was my last meal before I was about to go and live healthy for the rest of my life, then I wouldn't have a steak. But anyway, so yeah, fillet steak, medium rare, can't beat it. Maybe just a little, if it needed it, a little bit of ketchup, just to dip in a little... God... That was Andy McNulty. Next up, Richard Tobin. What's your opinion on players cutting the end of their socks to wear true socks? Is it beneficial? Uh, the true socks bit threw me a little because not every, I, don't, I don't see... I don't know why you mentioned true socks. Anyway, I cut my socks at the end, but my reason, I think most people's reason is because it's not for looks because you're not allowed to show uh, 
you're not allowed to show like tape or socks, a different pair of socks underneath your socks anymore. So I don't think it can be for looks. For me, it's not. It's to do with just comfort. Because you're training in, see, like normal socks. You're training in them every day. So I just like to have the same thing on your feet. Might get blisters if you change socks and stuff. So that's my reason. Uh, Also, could you give a shout out to a planter Instagram page and website, please? Not until I see... The moolah. No, I'm joking. Uh, plant-based neave. Some unbelievable planter recipes there. And I forgot, I only looked at this just now, the Facebook questions. Uh, so I'm going to start... I'm going to start trying some of the recipes. And I'll report back. Other people can can do it and let me know. Let her know. Let Richard know. Uh Andrew Barron, the lack of VAR, VAR, in the knockouts of the World Cup. I think it was from the Portugal, Portugal, Iran and Spain. Who did Spain draw it or beat? I don't know. Um, I think it was from all that controversy that they were like, right, cut back on the VAR because it's getting a bit silly. I think it was from those, from those games. Um, just my opinion. Uh, Michal Bershuk education in footballers life interesting question uh, education in footballers life I'm going to try and do something this year just to get my body and brain into the act of doing something because all I'm doing apart from this obviously all I'm doing is playing Fortnite and fucking going on Instagram and Twitter and just scrolling refreshing there's nothing so then when I actually go and have to do something I can't because there's no real need to do it so I'm like fucking might go down and sit for five or ten minutes get bored and go and fucking look at Instagram again sick it's sick so anyway sorry that has nothing to do with education the not a lot of few fellas will do stuff but I think most kind of think don't really need it or it's a long time away so i'm just going to do it so then if i have if i have to go and study something i know how to study or i know how to like apply myself to learn something or to to study something so it's basically i'm going to treat it's like training for if i have to go and study something so i'm going to try and look into it i'll let you know for sure stay tuned uh Bartosz Borek, most planter-friendly city in Europe. I have no idea. Um, Bialystok, it's not great, I'll be honest. Um, London's too big, really, to get around to places. Glasgow's very good, I must say. Dublin, not great. Uh, I don't know, to be honest. Um Maybe in a few years I'll know more. Dylan Bowen, a cooking edition of Planter Recipes. Whoa, 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 whoa. A cooking edition. Ah, so maybe a cooking video. I'm going to do one soon. Because uh, I think that's what the people want. That's a, I know Dylan Bowen wants it. And I think the people want it. 
So I'll start to do one. And then Nils Holgersson about uh, football this season. I think I've kind of covered all that. So, Lads, that's everything. The weather here, it was, it's been very rainy, but it's so humid and sticky. The humidity is 74%. I just looked there. And I don't know if it shows, but I'm sweating. <laughs> no, I'm not sweating, but I'm sticky and roasting. And I'm getting a little bit uncomfortable here. So I'm going to end this. 30, whew, coming up nearly 33 minutes on this Wednesday. So this will be with you Wednesday afternoon, evening-ish. Uh, get you through the week. Right, lads, I'm away. Good luck until episode 34. Uh, who knows, I might have a guest on. Probably won't, but fuck it. Uh, I'll see you then. Slon.